worship anyhow. Today I want to talk about stick with Jesus anyhow. I want to read verse 1 and verse 10 again of Luke chapter 24 in your hearing. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. Verse 10. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Stick with Jesus anyhow. Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear. Remove every distraction that might get in the way of us hearing from you. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. Crises are revealing, informative, and telling. If and when you've been through a crisis in life, then you learned a lot about yourself, your family, your circle of influence, and Almighty God. You've been through a crisis in life. You learned what was major, what was minor, what was significant and what was insignificant, what mattered and what did not matter, who was real and who was fake, real leaders versus people with titles. If you've ever been through a crisis, then you have discovered what you really believed versus what you said and thought you believed. If you've been through a crisis in life, you've discovered and realized real faith in God versus a lack of faith in God. If you've been through a crisis in life, You've discovered friends versus frenemies. You've discovered the power of prayer versus prayerlessness. If and when you've gone through a crisis in life, you learned a lot about yourself, your family, your friends, and Almighty God. As we've gone through crises in life, we've also learned the power of who will stick with us in the midst of crises and on the flip side, our ability and willingness to stick with Jesus in the midst of crises in life. According to this familiar New Testament text, the followers of our Savior and Lord are in the midst of a crisis experiment. A 
according to Luke, Matthew, Mark, John, all four narratives record the events and happenings of Holy Week where Jesus last Sunday began being celebrated. The things quickly changed on Monday. You can be the talk of the town on Sunday. But then you can become persona non grata on Monday through Friday. Don't put too much stock in people speaking well of you today. Folk will love you on Sunday, but crucify you on Friday. Let somebody not get what they want from you. Let you really realize your identity as a child of God. They are people who will change at the drop of a dime when they cannot get their way from you, when you do not fulfill who they thought you were, and when you make up in your mind you are going to commit to God's will for your life. According to this text, the disciples and followers of the Lord Jesus are in the midst of a crisis experiment. Jesus tragically has been crucified on that day we call Good Friday. The Roman government and Jewish soldiers, Jewish leaders have conspired to kill our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. On that day we call Good Friday where they hung him high and stretched him wide put a crown of thorns on his head and pierced them in his side. Our Savior gave his best for our worst. Consequently, those people who were followers of our Savior and Lord are now afraid, bewildered, confused about what to do, where to turn, and how to live in the midst of this crisis experiment. According to the text, they have remembered and recalled Jesus saying he would be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, crucified on a cross, but they also remember him saying that he would rise again. And while they are in the midst of this crisis experiment on Sunday morning, the text says that there are some people who have not turned their back on Jesus, who have not deserted Jesus, who have not abandoned Jesus, who have not gone back to fishing but on that resurrection Sunday morning outside the city limits, they are people who are there at the tomb where he was buried. 
while others have turned their back because of this crisis, while others have turned their back on Jesus and believed that Jesus really was a lunatic because what he said would not happen is taking place. There are others, despite the crises experienced in their lives, who have made up their mind they are going to stick with Jesus. Watch Chapel, I've come to encourage those of us who've been through a pandemic in the course of the past two years, crises after crises, disappointment, frustration, setbacks, like these people, men and women, who stuck with Jesus, I encourage you on this Resurrection Sunday morning, despite what you've been through and what you're going through right now, to stick with Jesus. The challenge of Christian Living Watch Chapel is to stick with Jesus. Be careful who you listen to on the Word Network and Impact. Be careful what preachers you allow to influence your understanding of the Christian life. There are some preachers who will sell us a bill of goods to teach us and persuade us to believe that if you're saved, you won't go through. If you're saved, you won't go through disappointment, you won't go through heartbreak, family members won't die, you won't go through crises, you won't go through tragedy, yet no greater lie has been told. These people have walked with Jesus for three and a half years, yet their Savior has been crucified on an old Roman cross, yet these men and women are sticking with Jesus. And church, the challenge of the Christian life in the midst of what we go through, despite what we go through, is to stick with Jesus. And as followers of the Lord Jesus, I've come by to encourage everybody who is gathering at 3703 Tryon and those who are watching us virtually to stick with Jesus. You'll go through abandonment. Folk will falsely accuse you, but stick with Jesus. You'll go through pain and sorrow, but stick with Jesus. You'll be betrayed and criticized, but stick with Jesus. You'll be frustrated and forsaken. You'll be hurt and wounded. Folk will talk about you like a dirty dog, but stick with Jesus. Folk will call you crazy. They hung them high and stretched them wide, and you still got the audacity to believe what he said, but I dare and encourage everybody, despite what you've gone through and what you're going to go through, to stick with Jesus. Their week started out as a festive. Jesus made his way into the holy city of Jerusalem on a donkey. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But seven days later, all of their dashes, all of their hopes had been dashed. Their dreams had been unfulfilled. And they were looking at one another saying he must have been crazy because none of what we thought was going to happen has taken place. Yet on Resurrection Sunday morning, they are there at the tomb because they have made their mind to stick with Jesus. Can I preach this watch chapel? 
Why should I stick with Jesus? Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. I'm going to stick with Jesus anyhow. Some of us tragically have allowed the events and circumstances of life to turn us away from the Lord. We've gone through pain. Consequently, we've turned our back on Jesus. We've gone through divorce, abandonment. We've gone through miscarriage. We've gone through foreclosure. We've gone through bankruptcy. We've had to bury children. We've gone, had to bury mama and daddy, had to go through horrific circumstances. Consequently, some of us have turned our back on God. Yet, according to this text, these folk have not turned their back on Jesus, but they are sticking with Jesus. The challenge of the Christian life is to stick with him. Good days and bad days, joy and pain, happiness and unfulfillment, employment and unemployed. COVID, long hauler, or never experienced COVID, the challenge is to stick with Jesus. And these folk on this resurrection Sunday morning have not turned their back on God despite what they've gone through. They have not turned their back on Jesus, but they are sticking with Jesus. They stick with Jesus, first of all, because they have experienced authentic acceptance. Notice who is there. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Joanna, Mary Magdalene. The other women who are anonymous are there. And Peter is on the periphery. The people who have stuck with Jesus have experienced authentic acceptance from Jesus. Come on, go to Sunday school with me on this Sunday morning. To be a woman in the ancient world was to be persona non grata. Men ruled the roost. Women wanted to have or give birth to a boy. They didn't want to give birth to girls because girls were third-class citizens. No offense, sisters. I'm just telling you the way it was. And now, according to this text, the women are there because across the length and span of his life and ministry, Jesus treated women like they were made in the image of Almighty God. All the women ought to say amen. Ain't no man in your life ever going to treat you the way Jesus does. Come on, I, come on, let me, come on. I came to preach in here. Your, your daddy, your boo, your bae, your Ain't nobody going to treat you better than Jesus is going to treat you. And when you're looking for a man, you better find the man who loves the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need no sugar daddy. You don't need no cat daddy. You don't need no Negro with purple gaiters and a seven-button suit. You need a man that loves the Lord Jesus Christ because if he loves Jesus, he's going to love you. Come on now, I came to preach. I ain't seen y'all in two years. Look at how Jesus has treated women across his life and ministry. 
The woman caught in adultery, go and sin no more. The Syrophoenician woman who said, talked about crumbs from dog's table, but Jesus was willing to feed her anyhow. Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? Mary Magdalene, out of whom he delivered seven demons, was there. Jesus did not treat them like bees. He didn't treat them like hoes. He didn't treat them like thoughts, but he treated them like people made in the image of Almighty God. And because Jesus treated them with authentic acceptance, they are now sticking by Jesus. Let me help somebody. This ain't just an anti-man. This ain't an anti-man sermon. This is a sermon to liberate everybody because there has never been anybody in your life who has accepted or loved you the way Jesus loves you. Yeah, mom and daddy love you, but they don't love you like Jesus does. Your boo and your bae love you, but they don't love you like Jesus does. Your children love you, but don't nobody love you, embrace you, or accept you like Jesus does. Let me see if I can make it plain. How do folk treat you when you are at your worst? The test ain't who you are or how they treat you when you're on top of the mountain, when you are doing well, but the test of acceptance is how people treat you when you are at your worst. Ratchet, addicted, toe up from the floor, embarrassed humiliated in public, but the Lord loves you anyhow. Y'all ain't talking to me. There are some folk who will turn their back on us. Don't show up one Sunday on time. Don't give the way they want you to give. Don't do what they want you to do. Gain 20 pounds. You're going to find out who accepts you and loves you. But praise be to God. We serve a Savior, y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning, who sticks by us. Consequently, we ought to stick by him because he accepts us authentically. Not just because of authentic acceptance, but they stick by him because of their genuine growth. Jesus has accepted them authentically, but these people have grown. They ain't the same people they were three and a half years ago. Jesus encountered Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene needed to be delivered. Mary, the mother of James, was scheming and politicking on how her boys could sit at the right hand of God the Father in person. These ain't the, Peter was denying Jesus a few days ago. But look at God. They are now sticking by Jesus because they've experienced genuine growth. It is easy to turn your back on God. Y'all ain't talking to me. The immature, the shallow, the lack, the undiscipled find it easy to turn their back on God in the midst of crises. But these men and women have grown. They are maturing. They are developing. They are becoming who God wants them to become. Consequently, when things ain't looking good, when he's been crucified on Good Friday, they are still there on Sunday morning because they have grown. 
How have you grown? How are you growing? How are you maturing to become the man or woman God wants you to become? A few weeks ago, I had the experience of participating in a book signing by Jesse Jackson, Jr. For those of us who know his story, we know that he tragically spent a few years in a federal penitentiary because of white-collar crimes. Listening to his testimony, Jesse Jackson, Jr. did not make excuses. But Jesse Jackson, Jr. said, I was wrong. He said, had I not gone through what I went through, I would not have been able to write this book, but I would not have grown to the point to admit and confess that I was wrong. Had this happened a long time ago, I would have fought, I would have denied, I would have vacillated, I would have justified, I would have rationalized, but because I've gone through what I've gone through, I've grown to the point where I can confess, admit, and acknowledge I was wrong. Yes, I was, but I ain't no more. Y'all ain't talking to me. That's somebody's testimony right there. Yes, I used to, but I don't no more. Yes, I was, but I ain't no more. Yes, they used to call me that, but they don't call me that no more. That is your testimony on this Sunday morning. And sometimes God has to allow us to be pruned, go through adversity, go through Holy Week experiences so we might grow, mature, and become who God wants us to become. They are sticking with Jesus because they've experienced genuine growth. They stick with Jesus because of authentic acceptance. They stick with Jesus because of genuine growth. But I got to close right now, watch chapel. They stick with Jesus because they trust his track record. They they stick with Jesus because across the past three and a half years, they have seen Jesus be consistent with what he says and what he does. Jesus said he would do it. Consequently, they have the faith that Jesus would do it. Jesus has a track record in their life. Jesus said he would forgive and Jesus forgave. Jesus said he would heal and Jesus healed. Jesus said he would make a way and he made a way. Jesus said he would turn circumstances around and he did it. Jesus said he would provide and Jesus provided. Jesus said he would work all things together for your good and he did it. Consequently, regardless of what they went through on Holy Week, regardless of him being hung high and stretched wide on Friday, regardless of a kangaroo court on Thursday, regardless of Judas selling them out on Wednesday, regardless of him being caught up on charges on Tuesday, they are there on Resurrection Sunday morning because they trust his track record. He always did what he said he was going to do. When he said he was going to make a way, he made a way. When he said he was going to provide, he provided. 
When he said he would wake my enemies, my footstools, he did it. When he said he was going to make a way, he did it. When he said he would protect me and fight my battles, he did it. So why would I believe he won't do it right now? So on Sunday morning, when Peter was away, when Philip was away, when Andrew couldn't be found, where Simon the Canaanite couldn't be found, where Bartholomew couldn't be found, where James and John had gone back to fishing, where Thaddeus couldn't be found, Peter and the women were at the tomb because they trust his track record. I'm going to stick with Jesus. I'm going to go to the end. I'm going to stick by him because I trust his track record. Do I have anybody here on a Sunday morning who knows his track record and now you're going to stick with them? You're going to go with them? You're going to keep serving? You're going to keep worshiping? You're going to keep giving? You're going to keep praising because of his track record? Let me go old school. If God said it, he'll do it. If he said he'll make a way, he'll make a way. If he said he's going to raise with all power, he's going to get up with all power. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. If you're able, stand to your feet. If you're able. Hey, let me tell somebody, look at God's track record in your life. That don't mean you won't go through. That doesn't mean you won't experience Good Friday. That does not mean you will not experience heartbreak, grief, or sorrow, or pain. David said, it was good for me that I be afflicted. Pruning doesn't feel good. It don't feel good to you, but it's good for you. It doesn't feel good, but you ain't had fruit till you had fruit from a tree that's been pruned. Some of y'all going to have some pie today. You ain't had no good pie till you had some pie from a fruit tree. Come on now. That peach pie, that peach cobbler. Come on now. That apple pie, before that rascal was pruned, that thing was tart and bitter. You think about who you were before God pruned you. Come on now, I'm talking... I'm talking about myself. Come on now. Who were you before God pruned you? Tart, bitter, having the last word, all, everything a fight, chip on your shoulder. Then God pruned you. Come on now. God has a track record, saints. Stick with Jesus. Stick with Jesus. I couldn't preach it all the way I wanted to preach it, but 
You know what? Had they not been able to stick with Jesus, there's some stuff you just won't see. There's some things we won't experience or see unless we stick with Jesus. They were there at the tomb because they stuck with them. Ain't nothing like having a first-hand testimony. Like, I ain't telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I done seen with my own eyes. He ain't dead. He's alive. He ain't dead. He's alive. He's risen. My brother, my sister, on this Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday, we glad to see everybody here. Let me just tell you, if you're not a member of Watch Chapel, we want to be your church family. We ain't one of them churches that's going to beat you up for coming on Resurrection Sunday. Thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. You know, folk don't have to come to church. The folk can be anywhere. We ain't going to hate on you. Thank God you're here. If you're not saved, and want to accept Jesus today, I want you to raise your hand. If you're saved but don't have a church home and want to make Watch Chapel your church home, I want you to raise your hand. We are a place of encouragement. We encourage one another to stick with Jesus. You're not saved, but you want to accept Jesus. Raise your hand. You don't have, you're saved but don't have a church home. You want to make Watch Chapel your church family? Raise your hand. Is there one on this Resurrection Sunday? We ain't going to beat you up. We're glad you're here. In the overflow, raise your hand. I can see you. Is somebody over there? All right, somebody getting somebody joining in the overflow. Look at, look at God. Look at God. All right. All right, Deacon. I see y'all. Let's wave at him. Just wave at him in the overflow. Amen. Somebody right here in the main sanctuary. You want to unite with Watch Chapel? You want to accept Jesus? Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Amen, saints. May God bless you real good. Y'all be seated. Amen. Come on, choir. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Rest, rule, and abide with you till you shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Just look at somebody, say stick with Jesus. Don't touch him. Just say it through the mask. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord in here. I see a lot of y'all say you're going to stick with him, right? How many stick with the people I got out here? Why don't you stand to your feet? Give my eyes. Hey, saints. Hey, saints. The ushers are going to escort you out. Amen. The ushers going to lead you out. Amen. That means you can stay right where you are and praise the Lord with us. 